Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we can respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John chapter 1 puts it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A reading from the Gospel of John chapter 19. Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Here ends the reading. I went to Jerusalem for the first time in my 20s. I traveled there on my own and joined a class of pilgrims for a two-week experience of following in the footsteps of Jesus. Now, we did all the things you'd expect in a trip to the Holy Land. We visited Bethlehem and Nazareth, walked along the shore of the Jordan River, ate in the ancient city of Jericho, visited dozens of churches, and even sang in the field where the angels appeared to the shepherds. Now, although the sights we saw were hugely impactful, the most special experience for me came one day in the early morning hours when I was almost completely alone. One day before dawn, I decided to walk to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the large church built over the site of Jesus' crucifixion and burial. I arrived just as light was beginning to fill the sky and walked quietly through the side door of the church. At that early hour, tourists were not yet in the church. Only a few people were at work, refilling candles with oil and sweeping floors to prepare for the new day. Now, just inside the door, I found a little bench against the sidewall and sat down. I breathed deeply, taking in the clean morning air with a hint of spices from the market, of fresh bread being baked just around the corner, and of incense being burned somewhere deep in the church. As I sat on the bench, I noticed elderly ladies coming into the church and kneeling next to a stone in the middle of the floor. One by one, these ladies approached the large pink marble stone. They would kneel on the floor, pour a bit of liquid on the stone, and then dry the stone with their headscarves. I was transfixed as one woman after another did this simple ritual in total silence and with practiced reverence. A man was sweeping the floor near me, so I got his attention and quietly asked what the women were doing. He explained that the pink marble stone was the preparation stone the place where Jesus would have been prepared for burial. You see, in this big church, there were two primary spaces, the chapel of the crucifixion and the tomb of Jesus. But in between the two was this relatively inconspicuous pink marble stone that was easy to miss unless you knew what to look for. 
Here, in the middle of the crucifixion and the tomb, Jesus' body was cleansed, wrapped, and prepared for burial. And now, more than 2,000 years later, women came every morning to pour rose water on the marble and to clean the stone with their scarves as an act of piety, as if they were cleaning Jesus' very body. As I continued to watch the elderly ladies perform their daily ritual, I realized I wasn't breathing. I was captivated by the simple beauty of their faith. A peace came over me that was so deep and so pure that I knew the Spirit of God was most definitely in that place. Today is Good Friday, the day when we remember Jesus' crucifixion and death on the cross. And one of the most common questions I hear on this day is, why do we call it good? Now, the typical answer is some version of, because God so loved the world that he would give up his only son to die for us. Now, that's a good answer and certainly one worth knowing. But today I want us to think of Good Friday in a new way. Today I want us to think of the moment between Jesus' death and burial. In that moment, and only in that moment, Jesus needed his friends completely. In that moment, Jesus' friends cared for his lifeless body with the utmost sincerity and love. And we have that kind of opportunity too. Today and every day, Jesus is calling to us and Jesus needs us to respond. God so loves the world that he gave his only son and that love is not coercive, that love is true. God's love is given freely and we are called to respond with love ourselves. In just a few days, we will celebrate the resurrection of Jesus at Easter. But before we get to that moment, consider what you can do to care about what Jesus cared about, to act in ways Jesus would act, and to love the way Jesus would love each and every person you meet. Today is indeed a good day, because today we know that we are needed, that we must act to bring about God's kingdom now. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.